1: I am all in.
4: More, more, more. I wanna kiss you more. more, more, more. I wanna kiss you more.
1: I am
0: all in with Scott Patterson, an iHeartRadio Podcast. Hey
1: everybody, Scott Patterson, I am all in podcast. Uh iHeart Radio 111 Productions. we got Pop Culture, Season 4, Episode 6, and Affair to Remember. I am joined by Tara Sue, Daniel Romo, Amy Sugarman. Let's get going, gang. You ready?
3: Ready. And we're
1: off. Emily talking to Richard about the launch party.
3: Can I just have one note really Yes,
1: quick? go right I ahead. really
3: felt like we were just in Gilmore Girls because you, when we answered, you were right on it. Anyone else? No? No. <laughs> You got to say?
1: Exactly. Like he
5: was like, right.
1: That's exactly oh, right what there, I we, was we doing. Were
5: like really slow. Okay, I I felt it, Scott.
3: I felt I it.
1: Paul tried to pull you into the vibe of the show and Danielle, th- thank you for recognizing that. I was there for it. All right. Emily talking to Richard about the launch party. Emily, find out what Jason's going to wear. I don't want the two of you showing up looking like the Bobsy twins. The Bobsy twins are fictional characters, two sets of fraternal twins the older pair named Bert and Nan, and the younger, Freddie and Flossie, who are featured in an extended series of children's books by American author Laura Lee Hope. The characters made their first appearance in the Bobbsey Twins or Merry Days, Indoors and Out, 1904. Hello. Uh, many of the early books from the original series, which eventually ran to more than 85, were revised in the 50s and 60s, and many were reprinted, referring to someone... As the Bobsey Twins is two people who are often together mm-hmm. to seem to resemble each other as in appearance or actions.
5: My dad used to call my friend Carrie and I the Bobsey Twins.
1: <laughs> uh, uh, a film, uh, yes, a familiar refrain uh, in my yeah, d- it's kind of old timey. Like is, I feel yeah. like it's yeah, yeah. I used to hear that a lot too. Um, yeah, uh, Lorelei wanting to turn the barn into stables. And hopes to keep the existing structure. You know, that's the one thing I questioned. Why does she want to turn it into stables? She's opening She wants
5: horses inn? at the inn so people can go on like horse rides or maybe like horse drawn carriage. I'm not sure. Do
1: you have any idea how expensive that Very is? Very
5: expensive. Right. Very.
1: I just didn't seem, it seemed a little off to me, horses. But I mean, I don't know. well,
5: so is that whole remodel. Where are they getting that but money she, for that She remodel, probably grew up riding
1: horses, right? She's so well heeled.
5: Yeah, she's rich.
1: Tom. <laughs> Tom, well, the roof's about to cave in, so I can stay within our budget, but then I'll just call them all Trigger. Trigger was a Palomino horse made famous in American Western films and his owner and rider, Cowboy star, Roy Rogers. Uh, The original Trigger was named Golden Cloud. Horses other than Golden Cloud also portrayed Trigger over the years, none of which was related to Golden Cloud. The two most prominent were Palominos known as Little Trigger and Trigger Jr. Not to be confused with Digger, it's Trigger and Trigger Jr. Tom is saying that in order to stay within budget for the roof, that these horses better start making Lorelei some money, as we have noted at the top of this, how expensive <laughs> yeah. horses are. Kirk started yeah. a new line of mailboxes. Lorelei, <laughs> is that Condoleezza Rice, a member of the Republican Party? She... Previously served as the 66th United States Secretary of State from 2005 to 2009, and as the 19th United States National Security Advisor from 01 to 05. Rice was the first female African American Secretary of State and the first woman to serve as National Security Advisor. Kirk is a fan of Condoleezza Rice, so he made a mailbox of her. Uh,
5: <laughs> Whoever actually made those. Mailboxes. Great mm-hmm. job. Impressive. Oh, yeah. yeah. Wow.
1: Very good job. At the time this aired, Condoleezza was serving as the national security advisor. uh Paris and Jamie fighting, Jamie won't stop calling. Maybe we'll some, get some clarity on the details of this fight. Paris. He's in love with his own voice. You'd think he was already president. I don't want to be Hillary. I don't want to wait for 100 years while he does his thing. So by the time I get my chance, I'm too old to enjoy it. Hillary Clinton is a politician. In case you haven't heard of Hillary Clinton, uh, an obscure <laughs> political figure on the scene. Uh, Hillary Clinton is a politician, diplomat, and former lawyer who served as the 67th United States Secretary of State from 09 to 13, as a United States Senator representing New York from 2001 to 2009, and as First Lady of the United States from. Ninety-three to one as the wife of President Bill Clinton. She ran for president in 2016, but lost to Donald Trump. Mm. Paris was insinuating Hillary Clinton had to wait for her <laughs> husband, Bill, My to serve s- <laughs> <laughs> his political career before she started her own political career. Um Emily and Lorelai talking on the phone, and Emily comparing the name of Lorelai's catering company to a catering company that sent 300 people to the hospital with food poisoning.
2: Oh, <laughs> oh I didn't know this. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. the independent.
1: Yeah, the independent catering yeah. company. That was what that, that whole phone call was about.
0: It's got standard third-row seating and available dual-wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
1: Lorelei, uh, that's a good story. Hans Christian Andersen? Hans Christian Andersen was a Danish author. Although a prolific writer of plays, travelogues, novels, and poems, he is best remembered for his literary fairy tales. Lorelai referencing Emily's story about the independent catering company as a made-up story.
0: I thought you were saying that this actually happened in real life, oh! and she was. That's so why I was like,
1: "Wait a minute, really?" I thought it was a pop culture fact. <laughs> My bad. Um. Okay. Uh. Lorelai tells. Emily, she mailed the f- a flyer about her new catering company and must have gotten lost in the mail. Emily, that was hilarious. Shame on you for swearing <laughs> there's a flyer. That's the worst possible thing you could do. Lorelai, Liv Tyler grew up her entire life thinking Todd Rundgren was a real father. Is By the that, way, is i had that forgotten tri- that. Is that, is that true? Yes,
5: I, yes, I had forgotten well, what, what, that. Well, Stephen Tyler true. was
1: just out of the picture the whole time? I mean, I don't know.
5: The mom didn't say or something. Huh.
1: I guess he's touring. Right, everybody's all right. Um, well, it all turned out okay. I mean, she turned out great, right? Yeah, all and right. she has
5: a great relationship with Stephen. Yeah, sure.
1: Uh, you think that might kind of knock this out of first place? Um, Todd Rundgren, the great Todd Rundgren, is a singer songwriter and record producer who was also a solo artist and a member of the band Utopia and had a relationship with Liv. Tyler's mom, B.B. Buell, for five years. Liv Tyler thought Todd Rundgren was her father, uh, who B.B. listed as the father on her birth certificate until she learned the truth at 11 years old that Stephen Tyler was her biological dad.
4: Crazy. Um,
1: and he said, I'm your dad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm back <laughs> in the saddle again. Uh, but when, I don't know how oh, he, wow. I don't, I, good callback. But 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 does <laughs> does the man have a voice? Really the voice? Steven
5: Tyler,
3: good. yeah.
1: I mean, wow. Dang. Can he get a, many options? Amy,
5: did you, did you catch Scott yeah, back in the saddle again? Yeah, back in the saddle oh, again. I didn't know, know if you caught it. Did you, I mean, he did that was did it in the Steven Tyler did, voice. Did, it was you, all so did you like that? Like I, right. I really enjoyed I it. That's why I get
1: the big bucks. That's why I get <laughs> the buck think 280 an hour. I might get $2 an hour next year, I'll tell you. I've retired uh, that one. But uh, when she was eight years old, she attended an Aerosmith concert with her mom and was introduced to Steven. This is getting... Right, because she
5: didn't want to miss a thing. This- <laughs> <laughs> Holy oh, good. cow, this is Whoa. so good.
2: <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> Ah. Uh, and
5: she said to her mom I think that's my dad and the mom said dream on dream on, oh, bring it on home
1: there you go uh, walk this way hello." Uh, uh, Liv felt a strong connection I met a dame she was on a train she was kind of handsome we kind of looked the same uh, Liv felt can you repeat
3: a st- yourselves because I don't want to miss a thing <laughs> <laughs>
1: In the saddle again. Uh, Liv felt a strong connection with Steven Tyler and confronted her mom at 11. Uh, Maybe the first clue is they probably both looked exactly alike. They look exactly the
5: same. And there's a sister who looks exactly the same, too. Right,
1: right, right. Uh, Lorelai is using uh, the comparison of her not telling Emily about the new catering business to not being as bad as the Liv tyler paternity secret man that was a fun pop culture reference really good that was really good really um good. uh rory coming home from yale to find a quiet place to study rory my dorm room has turned into a three stooges movie uh, mm-hmm. The Three Stooges was an American vaudeville and comedy team, active from 1922 until 1970. Best remembered for their 190 short subject films by Columbia Pictures. Rory is uh, referring to a roommate being disruptive and loud, as the Three Stooges were. Can anybody? do Does anybody? Are you steeped in Three Stooges references? Or
5: what, what, that's all I can. I just what. <laughs> What are the names? Curly, Larry, and Moe? Right. Hey, Larry. Hey, Moe. Yeah. <laughs> I never watched it. We've talked about it. They keep bringing it up on this show, and I keep going, yeah, no. Yeah,
1: no, it's not going to work on
5: this one. <laughs> I don't okay. like that. Whoa. They <laughs> 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 don't
2: like it. It's not good.
1: Look at look Tar at and Daniel. They're, like, staring, like, what is going on? I mean, I know what Three
2: Stooges, Stooges is. I just don't know details. Uh, yeah.
1: <laughs> Kirk, yeah. Uh, Sarah was Tom Cruise where would you seat me luke in an acting class that's actually my favorite line and you know it's not it's not fair i don't know what, tom cruise is a very good actor he always was
5: yeah but maybe at that time you were just maybe it was that he had a, he had a little bit of a bad run there did for he, w-
1: why was he getting trash for his acting in 2004 what did he do did he do magnolia he was great in magnolia
5: no that was good yeah um what else I don't know maybe it's just a joke i don't know but did you guys see how many people were dressed up as top gun this halloween <laughs> heck like, yeah I, it was like the biggest costume of the year the right. best costume ever it has <laughs> been since 19 no 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 the best costume <laughs>
1: every year is always luke everybody dresses up as. oh luke. yeah
5: there are a lot of luke's Korea, i saw one break. on tiktok um oh, yeah. a couple days ago yeah. that was a little guy yeah, oh, yeah. My
1: God. yeah there's always kiss we do a contest every year with a coffee company and they so send in. My- oh! thousands uh tom only did one movie in 2004 collateral that was a great movie that was a michael mann film
5: it was okay
1: oh no it was a terrific film he was great There's in no that jerry
5: film. Maguire.
1: yeah but he played an assassin in Collateral.
5: yeah no i mean tom is a great actor he's just he really is stunts he's the, really good stunt man
1: you know you know what his problem is he's got too much charisma and they got a tone and, and when it, michael mann really toned him down in collateral and it was just and gave him bad hair. Fantastic. Oh, I love that film. Um, Anything Michael Mann does, magic. Okay, uh, Luke, in an acting class, Tom Cruise is an A-list actor whose films have grossed over, ready? Four billion with a B dollars in North America Mm -hmm. and over 11.1 billion with a B worldwide, making him one of the highest grossing box office stars of all time. Somebody's done better. Uh, I'd like to know who it is. Kirk, maybe Harrison Ford,
5: The Rock, maybe.
1: No, not yet. No. Rock
5: hasn't been around. Not long. He yet? Hasn't, he, no, oh. not, no, I feel he hasn't like Harrison long Ford. Long if you added up all those Star Wars and Indiana Jones, maybe you her, might be maybe on Harrison something. Ford,
1: right? Yeah, um, in in two thousand and twenty-two dollars, if you if you compare it, right? Uh, oh, right, right. Kirk right. is comparing himself to Tom Cruise. Oh, you
5: got it right. They just said yes, it is Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford, huh. thank you very
1: much. Uh, yeah, good job. Kirk is comparing himself to Tom Cruise to point out how important this date is. Kirk, wow. The gift that keeps on giving. Uh, uh, Suki and Lorelai showing up at Emily's house uh, for a catering test. Suki, wow. You grew up here, Lorelai, I swear. If she makes me wear a uniform, Suki. Uh, this is Citizen Kane's house. <laughs> Citizen Kane is a 1941 film produced by, directed by, and starring, he could have said produced and directed by, um, Orson Welles. Uh, Citizen Kane is portrayed in the film as rich. Uh, the primary inspiration of Kane was William Randolph Hearst. Mm. He lives in a mansion called Xanadu, uh, part of a vast palatial estate in Florida, much like Hearst had. Hearst. This is the
5: one with rosebud or something?
1: Yes, castle, Hearst Castle.
5: The Xanadu I know is Olivia Newton
1: what we we understand um uh suki refers to emily and richard house as xanadu Hurst castle because <laughs> it's so big and palatial mm-hmm. uh lorelei at luke's telling him her mother hired her and suki for the job luke it's a gig
5: oh my god i should have said this in hmm when we did favorite lines in the last episode, but she comes in and says, I got it. And he goes, it would have been pathetic if you'd had it. <laughs> and I thought was, Thanks
1: your mom, um, Luke, it's a gig. Lorela. Yes, it's a gig. It's Prince opening for the Rolling Stones. That's what kind of gig it is. Uh, in 1981, <laughs> Prince was invited by Mick Jagger to open for the Rolling Stones at the LA Coliseum. Prince and his band did not finish their set. As the crowd turned hostile towards him, uh the crowd began hurling racist and homophobic slurs at the band and eventually throwing bottles and cans at Prince and his band. That's what? so odd. That's a great band. And Prince is a fantastic performer and songwriter. Wow odd.
5: Prince is wow. Prince is the king. Wow.
1: Well, I guess wow. Well, all right. Um, since since then, Prince became one of the greatest rock musicians of our time in a career spanning four decades. Prince sold more than 100 million records worldwide um, out of the back of his truck. No, no, I didn't say that. <laughs> uh, and won seven Grammys, uh, a Golden Globe, and an Academy Award. Yeah. Uh, Lorelei is referring to her and Suki as Prince. In this situation, if Emily isn't impressed with their catering and party planning, then Lorelei we'll be met with emily's raft hence the rolling stones crowd at the la coliseum 1981 uh mm. okay luke telling kirk to keep doing what he's doing on the date because oh, it's so working kirk i was doing my john cryer from pretty and pink impression
5: <laughs> luke
1: ducky kirk yes ducky luke uh were you near the, were you near the end of the movie yet kirk no just getting to try a little tenderness. Moment. First
5: of all, that is my favorite scene in the entire movie. Pretty in pink because Molly Ringwald's getting ready for Andrew McCarthy to come pick her up. And she's chatting with Annie Potts in the record store and John Cryer slides in and does the try a little tenderness. Watch it on YouTube.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Great movie. Uh uh, Kirk, uh, Ducky is played by John Cryer in the eight, 1986 John Hughes film Pretty in Pink. Ducky is best friends with Molly Ringwald's character Andy and is in love with her. Uh, the try little tenderness moment in the film is when Ducky lip syncs in the record store to Andy try a little tenderness yep. by Otis Redding. So good. And he wasn't sitting on the dock of a bag when he did it. He was in a record <laughs> store. Yeah. Um, That is iconic. Lorelai and Jason arguing in his office about Jason changing plans for the party. Lorelai is defending Emily. Jason, you're being awfully protective towards her. Lorelai, every family has a Fredo. Um, Jason, yeah. And Fredo's family put two in the back of his head. Uh, Frederico Fredo Corleone is a fictional character in Mario Puzo's 1969 novel, The Godfather. Fredo is portrayed by actor, brilliantly portrayed by John Cazale. In the Francis Ford Coppola 1972 film and in the 1974 sequel, The Godfather Part II, in reference to Fredo Corleone being the weaker and less intelligent of his brother, the term Fredo has come to refer to a weak member of a group, especially one of a number of siblings in a family, regardless of ethnicity. Um, and what was Freighter's, Fredo's uh, famous line? I'm, I'm smart. I'm not dumb like everybody says. I
5: don't know. The Fredo I'm your older brother, brother Mikey. I, and
1: I want my respect.
5: I don't know. No idea. Isn't Fredo in Lord of the Rings? <laughs> well, I guess we
1: won't talk about it. Uh, <laughs> yeah,
5: I just am not following it. No, that's Frodo.
1: Frodo. Oh, Frodo. <laughs> right. You got a vow. You're a vowel off. Just a vowel. Just a little vowel off. Frodo. Fredo. Fredo. We believe Lorelai is referring to herself as Fredo and being the weaker one in the family, which is why Jason reminds her that Fredo's own family ordered his death. And wow, what an insult if she, he's referring to her as Fredo because that, that, yeah. is, that is an insult. Anyway, uh, that's going to wrap it up for pop culture season four, episode six. And if fair to remember next week, we are going to do our pop culture on Season 4, Episode 7, the Festival of Living Arts. Tune in, download, uh, microwave us. No, you can't microwave an <laughs> episode. What? What? Heat us up. You don't need to heat us up. We're already hot. We're uh, fire. There you go. Uh, if you heat us up, you're going to get burned by the fire. Um, thank you, everybody. Thanks for downloading. Best fans on the planet. Keep those cards and letters coming. Yes, absolutely. Five stars. And uh, we'll see you next time. Stay safe.
4: Who
1: doesn't love shopping at Target? Did you know the all-new Target Circle is the free and easy way to get the most deals at Target? And when you pay with your Target Circle card, you can save an extra 5% your way every day. But wait, there's more. Now you've got a new way to save with Target Circle 360. With unlimited same-day delivery, Target Circle 360 is the fastest way to get your order to your door or someone else's. Right now, sign up for Target Circle 360 for just $49 for your first year of membership. That's $50 off the regular price. Visit Target.com Circle or the Target app for more details. Same-day delivery is subject to terms, applies to orders over $35. For 5% discount restrictions apply, see program rules in store or at Target.com slash CircleCard.